Conquer Life's Mountains with Mitsubishi, powering Ian Collins once a word. Hello, and in the interest of topicality, we thought it was only reasonable for those who missed last week's budget statement from the Chancellor to replay the entire speech. Mr Chancellor. Mr Deputy Speaker, this budget rewards work. Britain is going to earn its way in the world. There is no other road to recovery. Shut your case, Gideon. Ian Collins wants a word. Oh, believe me, I wouldn't do that to you, I promise. I was actually at the budget, wish I'd stayed at home and nailed my eyelids to the floorboards. What most people didn't see, by the way, was that George Osborne was in fact rushed to hospital shortly after that statement to have Danny Alexander's tongue removed from his arse. Now, of course, the exciting thing about this show is that we do have some of this. You say the sweetest things. A smidgen of this. Come on, Jen, we're going to have a smoke. Pick up your pipe. See, that's exciting. That, everybody, is poet and comedian Mr Tim Key right there. And we'd be ridden like a lifer on Sea Wing if we didn't bring you some of this. If you had to choose between ABBA and the Pet Shop Boys, who would it be? And look, everybody, here comes Kev. <laughs> It's Sideshow Kev. That was actually quite pleasant. Nice. Unlike last week's insult. You got the questions. Questions and feedback via social media from Jeff in Eastbourne. Yep. Are criminals born or made? Why would somebody want to ask me that? Why would Jeff want to know my opinion on whether criminals are born or made? They're made, by the way, Jeff. I don't, well, maybe, now you could have a little Satan, there are baby Satans born, aren't there? Like proper little shittybacks that are born and they do terrible things. In the same way that a sports genius is not made, they are born. Like a true kind of messy type character. A Nadal type character. Mm-hmm. Are b- clearly born. There is an element of social coercion and environmental aspects. That you could apply, I think, the same. So you might have a little mini Satan born... But generally speaking, within the first two years, really, the rewiring and the alterations of the environmental elements of the DNA of a child's makeup mm. are, in fact, all factored in at that point. I want to know why Jeff thinks you're Google. I have no idea. Yeah, he could have just looked that up on Google. Yeah. Uh, from someone calling themselves Rimshot. Shut up. Ian, who would you have cast as the new Doctor Who companion? I'd have gone for Stu Francis. Well, my problem with the Doctor Who companions is that some obvious contenders in there. You know, no one's really beaten Langford. Oh, come on! You've heard about this new girl, this Jenna Louise Coleman. Jenna Louise Coleman? Jenna Louise Coleman. What, 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 I think she's been chosen... What's her bag? Well, she, I think she's been chosen purely on the basis of her name. I think Stephen Moffat, who is the executive producer of Doctor Who, thinks, I'm going to give all the geeks something to think about, because Jenna was a character in Blake 7 called Jenna, right? Louise. Louise Jameson played Leela. I was just yeah. about to say that. Coleman. Gary Coleman. See? Every step of the way. What you from Dipsy, who will be the... For God's sake, what have we got? Just a crock of mentalists listening to us. <laughs> Dipsy. Who will be the next mayor of your London, and who will be the next president of the USA? Right, well, there's not really a cigarette paper between Ken and Boris. Ken Livingston 
Uh, normally, someone says, well, the ticket price will come down if I'm elected. And then Boris just that. The former mayor of London was David Bellamy. <laughs> <laughs> there is a similarity. There is. I think it'll probably be Boris, but it'll be very, very close. And in the US, it will be Obama, and it will be a landslide. From Davy, Ian, have you worn shorts yet this year? Do you ever wear shorts? I wear shorts every day in the Do house. That's all I wear in the house is shorts and a t-shirt or something. Now, are they short shorts or long shorts, like cargo shorts? Well, they're not Lots those, like, kind of 118 commercial jogging shorts. <laughs> they're not, not those. <laughs> 1970s Kevin Keegan number. They're, just, they're kind of baggy-ish shorts. Are they like those shorts that are so long they look like you've just been standing in trousers in a flood? Uh, what, those ones at the three-quarter? Yeah. No. I'm not allowed to wear those. You're these. not allowed to wear no, those. No, I get in trouble for that. Your mum is very strict. She really is. From Kev Anders in Edinburgh. Uh, on episode three, you recommended a series called Breaking Bad. As a result, I went out and bought season one. It's shit! Can I have my money back? No. From Cookie. <laughs> Where are these names coming from? It just gets worse. Uh, tell me a joke and make it funny, bitch. Why did the MP cross the road? I don't know. Why did the MP cross the road? Because he had his <laughs> c*** up the back end of a chicken. <laughs> Thank God that machine kicks in. Yeah, wow, if you're not kidding. Saved us last week. Yeah. Finally, from James in Sheffield, when will the economy recover? June the 19th in 2015. I don't know! Ask George Osborne. Or Google. Indeed. I hear something good, though, Kev. What is it? Not only coming up later is Tim Key, which is very nice. We're very excited about that. Uh, we've also got this. Here it is, everybody, the pod world's favourite feature, random acts of irrational annoyance. This is the bit where you, the delicious element of the human race, known as our audience, select those little, sometimes there might be minuscule things in life that drive you up the f***ing wall. Be clear, these are not things that really matter. On the contrary, it is their virtual irrelevance that makes them prime fodder for this list. Which is why every now and again you hear this noise, and that's the kind of noise you want to make when you have a random act of irrational annoyance. We all have. You got one there, Kev. Yeah. I keep being mistaken for people who work somewhere when I don't work there. Does that make sense? <laughs> what, are you in a specific person? Specifically. If, for example, I was in a shop that sold computers, mm. I guarantee you an old man would come up and say, excuse me, does this go on the internet? And then I'll think, well, I don't want to let the old boy down, so I'll have a conversation about how it does, and I've effectively sold him it within five minutes. Now, this does happen a lot, and I do not know why, but it happened the other day when someone mistook me for a postman. <laughs> Here comes Frank, the postman. Do you want to know how this works? Go on. I went to our local post depot because I'd ordered a, a package, you know, from Amazon or other leading from retail. Holland. Yeah, possibly. And uh, I went to pick it up because it was too big to fit through my letterbox. So... I go in and I'm just I'm just Welcome wearing. to Double Entendre Wednesday. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. So I wander along, I pick up the package, and I've got uh, the package under my arm and I'm walking out and I'm mm. dressed in sort of like a just a, a jumper or whatever else, cars parked up the road. And uh, this guy walks up to me and says, Excuse me, mate, where do the contractors park? I went, I'm afraid I don't know. And he went, Well, why don't you know? I said, Because I don't know. Right. Who do I talk to then? Why don't you talk to Phil? Where's <laughs> Phil? He's over there. And then he wandered off. Now, the fact is, there is no Phil there. No. I have absolutely no idea. No. But he seemed to think me and my finest regalia was some sort of postman. This happens a lot. 
no disrespect to postmen, no. they do a wonderful job, and we wouldn't get our post without them. It would just be dumped on the side of the road. Well, in fairness, sometimes it is. But you know what I mean. Well, I, I've had a little bit of that this week, actually, because I was in the supermarket, and an old lady said, excuse me, love, could you reach up and grab those microchips? <laughs> uh, which I did. And as I passed them to her, she said, I know you, you're on the television. <laughs> and so I thought, oh, that's very nice. But she had no idea where she knew me from. Right. So I then, she said, well, what have you been on? And I said, oh, God, it's not meant to work like this, love. I'm not meant to start telling you what I've been on. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, get a bit of Sky News or BBC News or politics show. No, nah, no, nah, it's not that. It's not that. Well, go on, carry on. And this went on for some time. I actually think she thought I was somebody else. And the other thing that happened to me once, and this, can't laugh at this, all right? Okay. But there'd been a documentary about this person on TV just the night before. Right. Okay, in the wake of what he'd done wrong. Right. And the next day I was in a bar and somebody came up to me and asked if I was one of Jonathan King's victims. No! They said Tony Blackburn would be in different territory. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, here's one. Here's a random act of rational words. Firstly, the length of time it still takes to check into a hotel. What is all that about? No kidding. You tend to go to the uh, desk... And a, you've already checked in, by the way. You've paid mm-hmm. for the hotel. You've done it online, and you go in, and you give them your name, and they go, OK. And thus begins a process of more keyboard tapping than you ever heard in your life. On it goes. What is she doing behind that? She's playing Scrabble. No, I know the answer to this. What she's doing is she's taking a long time making that page that appears on the television when you walk into the room, which says, <laughs> Welcome, Sideshow Kev. <laughs> what she's doing. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I don't like are open-plan offices. Somebody clearly came along and decided the workforce is more productive and efficient if they have an open plan office. Mm. I hate them. Mike O'Brien, Michael O'Brien, says, uh, my roundabout of rational annoyance, this is good, people who clap when planes land. <laughs> yeah, very it's true. beauty. Very true. It happens in cinemas as well, people who clap at the end of a film. Well, sitting in cinemas clapping when a plane lands. <laughs> How do they know? Can you do that? Can you clap a film? Yes. Can you? you yes. Know, surely you can only clap a film if you're at a screening where, you know, sometimes they do those Q&As yeah. with, in posh cinemas. They do a Q&A with the director, mm-hmm. uh, that sort of thing. Or you might be lucky enough to go to a premiere, in which case a, cl- a round of applause makes sense. But just clapping at a plastic screen? Piss off. <laughs> Jill in Doncaster. My son's headmaster is my random act of a rational annoyance who recently told me when I asked about after-school activities, if you don't like the school, then f*** off to another one. He maintained that this was a choke, but I'm not so sure. Welcome to education under the Tories, says Jill. I can't answer that, but that would be an annoyance, really, wouldn't it? it a little bit. Mick in the Wirral. People who hate Porsches. I saved for years for a 911. Why would I be deemed some kind of toss bag for driving a beautifully designed and engineered car? It is very true. Why would you take the piss out of somebody driving a beautiful piece of engineering? Well, I mean, there's that whole thing about what it says about you. Yeah. No, specifically what other people driving their cars says about you, Ian Collins. Not much. <laughs> Might be that. Duke in... Duke? What are you, a bloodhound? <laughs> Duke in Leicester says people who drive with their headphones on. Isn't that illegal? There's a lot of that going on. I was having my hair cut recently, and the, the other, one of the other hairdressers was talking about her dad had bought a new motorcycle helmet, and it was a very special one. It was like a deluxe model, the mm. Premier League of cycle helmets. And it was the reason he liked it was because it had built-in headphones. And I said, Built, built-in headphones for what? She said, so he can listen to his music. Why would you want to listen to a music? So you can't hear a horn, more importantly, a siren, anything or anybody around you. You are completely clueless about any environmental aspects externally of your journey. 
Murph on the M8, although I'm guessing he's moved since then because he sent this two weeks ago. You never know. Says, my roundabout to Russian lawyers are pigeons, cheese sticks and Nazis. Actually, I'm not sure the last one is particularly irrational. In fact, I think I'll be right in saying the word annoyance somewhat understates the case against genocidal dictatorships. Yeah, just I think that's right. A bit like Idi Amin was a very disagreeable man, you know, it doesn't really sort of state the case fully. Paul in Wooten, my fear of cotton wool and buttons is both annoying and irrational. Does this count? No. Doesn't it? Okay, yes. It does. Cotton wool is good, because I've got a bit of a... No, no, I've got a fear of it. I don't like the feel of it. That's different, isn't it? I, I don't often go around feeling cotton wool, so... F- f- well, every now and again you have to, you know. Do you? you yeah, there's a point where we all come into cotton... You've never come into contact with cotton wool. I'm not inventing the concept. No, I know, but I, I can't say on a daily basis. I go, ooh, cotton wool, I'm, I have to pick this up and squeeze it. Lisa in Cardiff. My roundabout for rational annoyance are middle-aged men with shoulder tattoos. This is David Beckham's fault. Are they trying to look like trendy footballers? The weird thing about that is I was going to put that on my list of rational lines because I keep seeing it in the gym. These guys who are about 50 who have got these massive shoulder tattoos, mm. which is something usually associated with, firstly, a younger person, yeah. secondly, a sort of sporty person, and thirdly, a modelly type person in that Beckham-esque kind mm. of way. It sort of looks a bit wrong. It probably is Beckham's fault because when he got like the Chinese tattoos or whatever mm. it was, everybody started to get True. them. And then you got all of those stories about you know people walking along the street with a Chinese tattoo on, which actually said "cut" <laughs> <laughs> every time. We'd like some more of those, please, on Twitter at Ian Collins UK. They are your random acts of irrational annoyance. We're also going to be doing very soon as well random acts of irrational satisfaction oh. stuff that makes you happy and smile like a bambina the Mitsubishi ASX comes with active stability and traction control on demand four wheel drive hill start assist and Mitsubishi's legendary reliability for more information search for Mitsubishi cars Ian Collins wants a word Sideshow Kev's showbiz shoebox uh, that lady's voice means that, and I'm really sorry about this, we've got to put you through it again. Sometimes it's vaguely entertaining. Not often. It's Sideshow Kev's showbiz shoebox of utter cat flappery. Despite your acerbic comments, yeah. I happen to know many people are enjoying our look at fluff, box, showbiz, bed. Put the words together, you know what we're talking about. I've had two tweets in the positive. That's all I'm saying. This week, we're going to do something a little bit different, which oh, yeah. I think you're going to enjoy because it kind of pertains to you. Good. I know that massaging your giant ego is something that people have to do on a regular basis so that they can perform without being insulted. So they should as well. Uh, but this week, we're going to do the Crappy Collins Quote Quiz. Andre, give me some Crappy Collins Quote Quiz music, please. I'm going to read you a bunch of quotes from a Collins. It could be Joan Collins, Phil Collins, or Ian Collins. (laughs) But here's the thing. All of these quotes, despite being from many and various people, all sound like Ian Collins said them, even if he didn't. Does that make sense? No. Great. Far away. Number one. uh, said on Margaret Thatcher's 80th birthday. She's the Iron Lady, and I want to be just like that when I grow up. Who said that? Was it Joan, Phil, or Ian? I reckon that probably came from... I was going to say Joan Collins, but Joan Collins is probably older than 80, so I'm going to say Phil. You reckon Phil Collins? Let's have a listen. Oh, it's the incorrect answer. The actual answer is... Joan Collins. Joan said that. Yeah. The crappy Collins quote quiz continues with number two. Yeah. I usually hang around the room listening to a bit of last night's show. 
If there's one available, I go to the steam room every day for my voice. I spend half an hour there, and then I eat. Who said that? Joan, Ian, or Phil? It's not me, because I never listen to any shows we do. Really? Or radio shows. Thanks, mate. (laughs) Uh, So I'm saying Phil. It's the correct answer! Get in there, my son. Ian Collins scores... One. Thank you. Number three. Sometimes you have to lob a stick of dynamite into your career and see what comes out. It was simply time for change. Who said that? Was it Joan, Phil, or Ian Collins? It was definitely Ian Collins, because I've never tired of saying that to people. Why did you leave TalkSport? Why did you leave TalkSport? Why did you leave TalkSport? Why don't you take a razor to your own balls? It's the correct answer. Uh, here's another one. Again, remember, all of these things sound like something Ian Collins may have said, even if he didn't. So, number four, I think it's great if a guy has a good size package. <laughs> Joan, Phil, or Ian? Oh, it's got Phil written all over it, hasn't it? You think? <laughs> the actual answer is D, Janet Jackson. Number five, I'm different things to different people. To the middle aged housewife, I'm someone who looks like a little boy lost. I'm guessing that wasn't Joan. Was it Phil or Ian? It was Phil. It's the correct answer. And that means I think you scored uh, zero. There we go. (laughs) Uh, We'll do more showbiz stuff next week. You say the sweetest things. Voicemail roulette. Please leave a message. Oh, I love this bit. Voicemail roulette. 07789 Very simply, it's all about leaving a message, having a rant, moan, whinge. I leave any kind of message is entirely up to you. Kev, have you got the device? I'm leaning on it now. Slide your buttock onto that button there. Here we go. Ooh. Hi Ian, it's June from Glasgow. With the prospect of a dilution of the traditional British nationality, largely due to the emergence of a multicultural oasis in many of the country's major boroughs, I was just wondering, have you ever tried to make a candle out of your own earwax? I have. Uh, well, June, it's a good uh, question, actually. The answer is once, didn't work, I forgot the wick. <laughs> Next. Hi, Ian, this is Sarah in Luton. Why the hell are there so many jealous bastards out there banging on about the government's cut in the top rate of income tax? Can't they please just shut up and stop moaning? Yeah, cheers. That is a cracking point, you see. I had that on Twitter all last week after the budget. Everybody is banging on about the fact of this 50p, 45p thing and why they've done it. And it's it's Cameron doing it for his mates. Mm. Look, you know, I hate that lot as much as everybody else does because anyone who sits there in the House of Commons and wants to be an MP, you've got to immediately be a little bit suspicious of them. However, believe me when I tell you that no government ever sits around a table and says, what can we do for our mates? It just doesn't work like that. You would go to jail. It is not Zimbabwe. You'd go to pokey if you did it. The big headline, of course, was the people on really low wages won't pay any tax at all, and that should be celebrated. So there you go. Did you hear that, Andre? Yeah. Here's the next one. Hi, Ian. Just wanted to know if you think that uh, we'll land on Mars. Man will land on Mars in our lifetimes. Personally, I think they have already, uh, but aren't telling anyone. Um, love the podcast, mate. Cheers. Bye. Oh, it was O.J. Simpson, wasn't it, in that um, oh, yeah, Apollo... Yeah, yeah. No, was it Apollo? Apollo Mars man mission. Apollo... Th- man slashy. Capricorn one. That was the one. That was the one. Yeah, I don't know. To be honest, I'm quite. I, I find it all quite boring. I mean, you like a bit of space stuff, don't you? No, I, I'm quite a fan of space sci-fi stuff. Like that. Yeah, I think it's all <laughs> shit. Here's another. This is a message for Sigel Kemp. This is your leader, William Shat, and better known as Captain James D. Kirk of the Starship Enterprise. You boldly go where no podcast has gone before. 
But, as in episode 37, when the crew accidentally left behind Spock on that planet full of purple hippies, I fear you have lost a valuable crew member, Mad Mike Hansen. As your leader, I order you to return and beam up Mad Mike Hansen. Kirk out. Well, that was an interesting juxtaposition on the back of the last one, because now Hansen thinks he's in space. Yeah. He's mad. He's a coward. <laughs> I don't think anybody debated that point. Next. Hi, Ian. It's Gab in Swanley. If you had to choose between ABBA and the Pet Shop Boys, who would it be? Uh, cheers, Gav. Uh, ABBA, Pet Shop Boys, um... Oh, you've got to like ABBA. You can't dis- you can't hate ABBA, can you? You will. It's... You don't have to like them. Yeah. Just not have a very... I think the, the Pet Shop Boys are, 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 are fabulous writers of pop songs, which is what they only... what they set out to do. Yeah. West End Girls is still a great song. Unlike those shysters ABBA who just, you know, couldn't knock out a reasonable pop tune if their little Swedish hearts depended on it. Not in a million years. Voicemail roulette, everybody. 07789 183262. Ian Parland wants a word. Your arm's shutting into my flank! I whispered to my lover. <laughs> Tony had his surgeon stitch a heart-shaped light to the palm of his hand. For when he waved goodbye to Louise... Willie bought a mouse, forgot he'd bought it, and got given a fright by it. Now his poet and shambles, Tim Key. And here he is, everybody. Mr. Tim Key is with us. Hello, Tim. Hello. How are you? Not bad. Not bad, sir. No. Reservation in the voice. No reservation. No? No, I'm genuinely not bad. Last time you came in to the studio... For a studio at the other place yes. for an interview. Oh, did we not mention its name? It, no, talk, we can say Talk Sport. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, okay. we, last time we'll, we'll you spit it out. You've just been flirting it up with Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, I did flirt it up that night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, did you? You will know this. Did you what? know that a picture of partly of you appeared in a? Well, no, that was the that was the kicker because I used that picture to. I mean, there's a sort of backstory here, which is yeah. I tell had, us the story. I had to try and there's a. I have a comedian friend called Alex Horn. I know Alex, obviously. Yeah. yeah, I do too. And he uh, he makes it's not what he was. No, he is what he is. He he does interesting shows, which is um, it's good. It's not a bad method. And uh, he, like stage shows. Yeah. <clears throat> and he does a show, uh, which he did sort of um, every year for a bit called the Taskmaster, where he sets twelve tasks to twelve comedians over the course of a year. And then uh, turns it into a show in Edinburgh where he says, here are the results. So, for example, he'll say, you have to post something large to me. And everyone has to post something gigantic. Yeah. And the biggest thing you post wins. That was a good round one year. It's good. And uh, this uh, last year he did one where he said, right, I'd like you to meet Andy Murray, Jennifer Aniston, or I think it's Tinchy Strider. Okay. And um, post me your your evidence. And um, so I try. It's difficult to meet these people. You probably you would have been a good person to talk to. You'd I could have, have sorted you out with Tinchy, like that. But you quite T- easily, yeah. Tinchy's a green light every time. Could Murray, you? Do, could you done me, Murray? No. I'd love to meet Murray. I know somebody who interviewed Murray. You did. Uh, no, I didn't. I know somebody who interviewed a sports. Uh, yeah, we journal. all know someone who's interviewed <laughs> <laughs> a sports. Well, a mate of mine put it that way. Went <laughs> right. to interview. Went to interview. And how was he? Because I'm guessing my opinion on Murray is I really, really like the guy. Me too. There's such lazy, there's a lazy opinion yeah, yeah. which is held, I think, by the vast majority of people 
that he's not a great guy, that he's like correct, dour and no, no, uh, my mate negative. met him thought he was amazing. Uh, I, I just I don't know what these people are thinking because just for a start, he... he's an amazing sportsman, correct, and for sex, I th- I think he's actually as good a person as uh, Nadal. No, I'm, I'm with you. Didn't yeah. we once do a we kind what of what did like we a, do once? Didn't we did once do some? Dual... Did we go to Wimbledon once? Didn't no, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> did we once? And we ended up on the centre court. <laughs> God, it's crazy. That's why you've got that massive trophy. <laughs> Didn't we once do a dual commentary on Twitter? We're well, not a dual. Oh commentary. yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember that. In the Australian I, Open. I yeah, think it was. yeah. There was, was it? The, and you were like the, the only other person I knew that was an Andy Murray fan. I love him. I, 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 like, I genuinely think he's amazing. Mm-hmm. So, I agree. Anyway, I didn't meet him. And then Horn. Uh, so, so there was just this Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. And um, so I, I got a lead from a friend who said. I think I can fix you up with Aniston. Ah. Because she was promoting a film. Yeah. And so we went to a... Um, showbiz bar? Showbiz bar. She was there. I, 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 I was introduced to her, so I said, hi. But it's difficult because I don't want to then sort of barrel in and say, now, I'm doing a show. Yeah. So I don't want to take a photo with her. I, just was, I was very respectful. Was she, she lovely? I, I mean, I only sort of... It was very fleeting. Yeah. I didn't, didn't presume to sort of say, right... Come on, Jen. I think yeah. we're, we're going to have a smoke. <laughs> Let's get to know She each loves other. a stogie. Of course she does, famously. I said, come on, get your, pick up your pipe. So I didn't, so I was in a bit of a catch-22 because yeah. I, I'd sort of, I'd done the task, but then I didn't really want to evidence it and I didn't want to tell her about it. Um, I mean, what I'm trying to do in this anecdote is um, say how innovative I was, but also trying to remain like a, I look like a great guy. Well, you did it brilliantly. So I left. And and I had to leave to go to your show. Correct. And she left at the same time, completely by coincidence. So as she left, I happened to be in the same lift. And then we went down the lift, and I, I still was respectful. And then we left, and I got in a car, fairly showbiz, because I was coming to your show. She did. Um, and she got in a car, and that was it. Two days later, the friend who had taken me to this um, situation emailed me a photo just saying I think this might be of interest to you oh. and a pap had papped her and I was in the background correct and that was what I gave so I didn't know that, that yeah. was, so I didn't know the challenge was on that yeah. was brilliant it's amazing isn't it so did you win Alex's no Josie Long won see Long knows how to pull those uh, things no, Long off. is um... she probably met most of them at a protest against <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jennifer Aniston Long <laughs> is Long is she's She's gritty. She's yeah. she's doughty. Here's a question from Dino in Edinburgh. It says, "Are you back doing mid morning matters with Steve Coogan?" Well, I I always that that's like obviously a kind of my uh, most peculiar job that I have because it's so weird. Now I tell you what's most peculiar about that, and I have had a go at you about this before. Yeah, you didn't tell anybody you were doing it. No, <laughs> I remember you coming in and saying, "What are you up to?" And you went, "Oh, just got some gigs. Yeah. Uh, doing some more gigs. Anything else?" Few more gigs, and then like three months later, when I saw you next, you'd recorded. Well, these pretty I think sort of iconic I, pieces. Of I, I TV. genuinely think it's a it's a it's a jinxing thing where you just don't want to jinx it. That's that's no, all I, it, I understand. That's that. all it is. I kind of I, I you know I couldn't believe it when I got offered the job, and then even when I started recording them, you kind of sense that I don't know. You just think this is too good to be true, and you think that they'll probably after a week or two just say. They'll do the old um, Eric Stoltz Bats of the Future <laughs> on you. But you did them all, pretty much. Well, I did I did about I did about seven or eight yeah. and then um I was sacked. 
which which is always disappointing. But the character was the sacked. character yeah. was sacked. But um, well, I mean, I sort of I, I sort of went a bit quiet myself <laughs> for, for a few episodes, and then I came back and did a, a comic relief one, and then um, yeah, they're shooting more at the moment, and um, yeah, I've 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 done a couple. So hopefully they, you know, they, that was the most reluctant up. kind of. Yes, I am in the new series on yeah. Sky Atlantic. Oh well, the Sky Atlantic one. I see. I don't even quite understand exactly how these things work, but I believe the Sky Atlantic ones are the ones that we already shot. Ah. So I believe they they've redone That's them and good. turned them into episodes. Okay. And they go out on Sky Atlantic, and then I also strongly believe that um, they're making more. This is Jezza in Nottingham. What difference? Did winning the Edinburgh Comedy Award make to you, Tim Key? Um, much more, worse person, much more sort of um, boastful. Um, you became, well, you couldn't talk to you. I became what I am now. Yeah. I became what you're looking at, these gold chains. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this I didn't have this shell suit before. Worked for me. Yeah. Um, no, it was good. Uh, I, it was, but it's mainly that, like, there's no, it's very difficult to judge, isn't it? There's, no, there's nothing tangible. Yeah. You don't get given a, um, you know, a sort of a, you do get given a trophy, actually. True. But you don't get given like a trophy plus a um, you know a role in a movie or a... that's where that award lacks. Yeah, I know. I don't quite understand who's done it that way. But if I was organising it, you'd get definitely a role in a movie. Always. But um, mainly, um, it is this sort of ties in with the the mid morning matters thing. I, I kind of I knew who'd won it already, and so mainly it was winning it and just sort of thinking, well, I've won. I've done the same thing as yeah, those yeah. those people, and I kind of knew roughly who'd done it. And they're they're kind of people who I loved, you know, from back in sure. the day, from you know, and who are like really established, like you know, people like Frank Skinner and mm-hmm. Steve Coogan, yeah, yeah. Stephen Fry, Hugh Laurie, and then people also they won the who, first one, didn't they? they won the first one, yeah, nineteen eighty one. See, I knew that, yeah. and then and then there's people who are you know guys who I really like, who I've met in the you know the last ten years. When I've been doing comedy, like Daniel Kitson and sure. Will Adamsdale, David O'Doherty, and it, it, so it's kind of, um, yeah, it's it's a, it, it was quite um, humbling to mm-hmm. sort of be added to that list, really. Sure, uh, Paul and Stephen is when he first asked this, I thought he was just being flippant, but I, then I thought hard about this afterwards, mm. and I thought, hang on, so this is an offensive one. No, no, it's not offensive. It's well, not to you, but it could be read as. But he says, as a poet, what is your view of Pam Ayres? Oh right. Well, um, see, the thing is, is that I'm. I think I'm a bit of a grey area, poet-wise. Yeah. I mean, I don't think. I think you could probably say, as a poet, to someone like Wordsworth, and um, as a poet, to me, is a little bit. Um, it's a little bit more. You murky. don't take that title too well. Well, I do sort of do poetry. I mean, I guess technically I'm a poet, but I wouldn't say that I can. Um, I don't know. I don't think I'm a sort of a authority on poetry. I don't read it. My view on Pam is. I don't think I really have a strong view on Pam Ayres. No, I quite never. like her voice. Yeah, I did hear her on something recently, on Radio 2 or something, and she knocked out a little poem while she was on there. It's very good. Yeah, it's one of those things where you don't really think about someone like Pam Ayres too much, and then you'll hear her on, on, as you say, something like Radio 2, and you'll just go, oh, that's quite... It's nice that, that you know, Pam Ayres does, <laughs> exactly. does her thing. It's, it, yeah, it's, it's, I like it. Well, Julian in Liverpool, on that sort of point, really, says when you go to a party, do people say things like, go on then, give us a poem? Um, no, I have to sort of, um, I have to argue I, and say I want to do it. 
So would, you always offer I just walk up, in, I walk straight in tree. with a scroll yeah. and just say, right, things are going to change around here. Um, it's worse, obviously it's worse, the comedian thing is the worst The worst one. And someone Tell says, us a joke. Yeah, he's a <sighs> comedian. I've seen so many comics. Uh, yeah, yeah. Victim of that <sighs> line. People don't tend to do it, but you just you get the odd one and it's um, it's always a bit disappointing because obviously... You know, you have nothing. Mike Bennett in real says, are you doing an Edinburgh show this year? I always imagine it's a bit of a ball ache for you guys, traipsing up mm. there every year, having to write another show. Yeah, well, I know, so I'm not, because it is. I, I, what <laughs> I do is... So I've he now, identified it perfectly. He's got it, yeah. I, I've got. I've kind of worked out how to do it now that... It's kind of whatever works for you, really. But sure. My th- the way I do it now is I write a show every other year. Cool. So I... Uh, and I, And I did it... I did it in 2009 and then took that show back up in 2010 for a week. And um, because I find it very stressful doing a show, a new show, because there's a lot of things to consider. And also, the other thing, the more kind of profile you get, the more under the spotlight. More pressure each time. time. And I I felt that for the first time in a big way last last year. Um, I was on the front cover of a magazine. Were you? The list, yeah. And uh, it's quite difficult because in the first week that was on billboards, and it, it had my face on it. And so when your first show yeah. is difficult and beset by technical difficulties, and uh, it's probably beset when Beautiful. you're walking here, yeah, beset is never a good thing. <laughs> and my show was very beset for about two or three days. And so you're walking around town, and and you literally look at a photo of, of yourself blown up, and uh, you know it says you know here's this guy who's you know, won the parade. And he's he's going to make you laugh. Yeah, he's going to make you laugh. And you think, all right. But I'm feeling so beset at the moment that I'm not <laughs> convinced I'm going to. Yeah. And um, so, you know, three days of Edinburgh last year were probably the, the most difficult three days of my year. And um, it's just, if there's a way of doing it where you don't have to put yourself through that. I also think if you're not doing it, you open yourself up to other opportunities and you can focus on... You know, you well, you can also hoover up all the work because, yeah. like, yeah. everywhere's looking for well, a comedian. Oh, this year it's the Olympics point. as well, and I've got some tickets, so I'm going to have you. Yeah, and I'm. Kind what of, are you going to? Going to the tag? Uh, I got uh, weightlifting. Yeah, it's the best. Yeah, the synchronized sink, sink, Yeah, got the sink and uh, beach volleyball. Ah, bastard. Yeah, volleyball. Yeah, and I think that might be it. There's there's four of us just put in for the so we're kind of a syndicate. And we haven't yet had the coffee where we decide which who goes to what. That's oh. going to be a really awkward conversation. I think beach volleyball will be quite heated. Yeah. I think that could be. That will end in tears. That will end in tears. Not your tears, Tim Key. Lenny's tears. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> so, we've got a little game we're going to play here in a second. Yeah, yeah. No, be- I heard before about we play this. that, because yeah. I know you love games. Yeah. Uh, this is great. But before we do, just tell everybody where. So where are you going to be between now and kind of the summer? Oh um, right, so I'm going to Melbourne anyway next week. So uh, that's no use. Um, well, there might be some people going as well. Yeah. Okay. Well, come with me. Same time. Yeah. Just go, all go with Tim. Yeah, we can uh, share a plane. It's cheaper, <laughs> isn't it? Much. <laughs> Split it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, doing that, and then come back, and then um, and then I probably have a flounder for a few months, and then and then I'll take my show to Edinburgh in the second half of Edinburgh, and then uh, touring, well, hopefully, in um, September, October, November. Mm-hmm. And that, do you need to know after that? Not really. I'd like I to. I tend know. to spend Christmas with my parents. Yep. 
I, I quite like to do that. It's nice. It means a lot to them. I, well, and I like your folks as well. They're, They're nice all right, people. aren't they? They're not bad. They're all right. There was a question, actually, that said, why are you called Tim Key Person on Twitter and not Tim Key Fella? Oh, uh, right, yeah. Um, Somebody just sent that. It was I just from, wanted it to... It's difficult. I always find that Twitter's very Matt. difficult. That you, I just didn't want to do something. I just wanted it to be as clear as possible and as unshowy as possible because I yeah. had this name... I, did, I have an account which is Tim Key Poet where I put my poems up and then I wanted to have one that distinguished from that and I just wanted to do it in the dullest way possible so I'm Tim Key Person. Tom says, uh, emu or nookie bear? Emu. Every time? No. What are you talking about? Which one? No, e, e, he wants to know. Yeah. Emu or nookie bear? Yeah, emu. You're going emu? Yeah, but not every time. Mostly nookie bear. Okay. <laughs> See, I'd always go the bear. Yeah. Yeah. Emu once in a while. Should we play Lick My Limerick? I didn't know it was called. I didn't know it had a name, actually. It wasn't until about five minutes ago. No, it's called Lick My Limerick. Apparently so. Okay, it's in my ear. Okay, good. Uh, here we go. It's Tim Key with Lick My Limerick. There once was a girl named Alice Used a dynamite stick for a phallus They found her in North Carolina And her <laughs> in Buckingham Palace and the idea behind this is that uh, we've got a limerick. I don't know where you sit on limericks, Tim. Do you do limericks at all? You have a no. limerick based. Well, have I ever done one? I think I remember going on a lads a lads holiday when okay. I was eighteen, and we wrote a lot of limericks. Oh, how so funny are they when you're eighteen? I think maybe it wasn't mm-hmm. strictly speaking a lads holiday. Okay. Well, if you can come up with the last line of these. Okay, I mean, I'm going to well, do it. Frankly, this would be incredible if you yeah. could. Okay, I can. But, okay. Uh, right, okay, number one. Here we go, number one. Yeah. Uh, there was a young girl from Rabat. It's from already where, good, isn't Where's she from? Rabat. Where's that? Morocco. Oh, wow. I think. Well, say Morocco then. Yeah. Well, it just doesn't work then. Okay. There was a young girl from Rabat. Morocco, go on. Who had triplets called Nat, Pat and Tat. Oh. It was fun in the breeding, but hell in the feeding. They each ate a third of a cat. <laughs> each, like each di- every time they had to eat they just got a third of a cat uh, that's brilliant the actual answer is well, that was the actual answer that was the actual answer it was good yeah. uh, when she found she had no tit for tat brilliant it's, it's not as good as yours no but it's more compact here's number two there once was a man called Reg go on who went with a girl in a hedge along came his wife with a big carving knife mm, um, um okay and um proceeded to um What's it called? Prepare veg. In the, like a nice pie. She's come down there from her house with her... I mean, she's got a... She's making a she's meal domestic. for her husband. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, she's decided to... Well, unfortunately for Reg, she's decided to do it exactly where he's porking this... Um, yes. Who's he porking? A maiden. A maiden. Kel surprise. Same old Reg. What's your answer? Uh, and cut off his meat and two veg. Well, I did use veg. Yeah, but you use veg to, frankly, far more... Um, yeah, you used. Yeah, yours was fairly crass. Uh, there once was an artist named Saint. Saint, stop there. Hang on. Okay, go on. Who swallowed some samples of paint? Damn it! I have paint as my thing. Hang on. B C. All shades of the spectrum flowed out of his rectum. It made him feel rather faint. In fact, they're looking at it, the answer doesn't actually make much sense. Oh, really? Actually, the answer that this person had written was w- with a colourful lack of restraint. Oh, I don't mind it. Mm. Better than mine. Well, no. Make to differ, really, Tim. Oh, okay. You did it for me. Oh, well. Uh, that's it. You can go home now. I think I'm going to go to a meeting. <laughs> Genuinely. Another one. <laughs> yeah. You love meetings. I don't You're know. always at a They're meeting. They're a necessary evil, I think. They are. That's very um, true. 
Yeah, I'm going to do that, and then um, then I'll go home after that. That'll be good. Yeah, how about you? Uh, similar, really. Uh, similar deal. I'm going to yeah. come to your meeting with oh, you. Because yeah. that's all right, you don't mind it. I could bring him down here, then. Why not? We've got Chris. Have you got your motorbike? Yeah, still there. Have you? Do they know you've got a motorbike? Nobody knows. <laughs> it's a fizzy. Uh, Tim Key can be found. Well, if you Google Tim Key, of course, you will find all the stuff you're doing and on Twitter, at Tim Key Person. Yeah, yeah. Good work. Yeah. Thank you, Tim. And also, you can Google image me and see what I look like. Yes, in the tracksuit. Yeah. And all, uh, with the scroll. Yeah. Uh, that, everybody, was Mr. Tim Key. Credit stream. Uh, there it is, everybody. That is the end of episode nine. If you quite like what you heard, then go to iTunes and make sure you hit subscribe and pop us a nice five-star review. Android users, of course, download the free Stitcher app. It's the easiest way to listen to us via Android. Thanks to you for downloading. Thank you to all of our guests and contributors. All can be followed on Twitter, as can we, at Ian Collins UK. The in-show feature and sponsor music is by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. The show's technical operator is Andre Porch. Program edited by Manny Kendall, our researcher was Peter Griffin, the wine and food taster Janet Gershlik, and the catering provided by Abdul's Coffee Shack. There's only one tiny favour to lob out to the nation, and that is a polite request to spread the word to your bestest chums about this podcast. Failure to do so might result in a midnight visit. We'll be back next week with a much-anticipated episode 10, which by a happy coincidence is the Easter special. Goodbye. A Big Things Media production. Big Things! Conquer Life's Mountains with the Mitsubishi ASX. Powering Ian Collins once a word.